Oh, hey, Rowan. All right. Konnichiwa. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Um, welcome, everybody. We're on the, our 10th. 10th. Oh, man. Number 10, man. We really appreciate anybody listening and chiming in and sending us uh, questions or love or anything like that so uh it's really cool uh tonight we are talking about the resurrection and then that's a pretty awesome topic that we can go on it there'll probably be some rabbit holes tonight (laughs) oh definitely yeah we'll definitely uh it's a pretty big topic but um yeah if anybody has any questions go ahead and throw them down um in the chat on facebook um two two things i wanted to talk about before uh, we got started um one is our uh, we posted today our good friend nation campino amazing vocalist uh just released his song with uh, his new band called awaiting oblivion so i wanted to put a shout out to him and their band um they are gent wave is that how you you would Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado, yeah. Yeah. They just uh, released a new song called uh, I Forget It Now Already. Um, I guess I could have looked. But anyway, Awaiting Oblivion, uh, Good Friend Nation, who hopefully we will have on the track here soon. Um, let me look it up real quick. The Burning Howl. That'll be fun. Burning Howl. And um, yeah, go check them out. Again, they're on Spotify. Apple Music, all the all the good stuff. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was um, we teamed up with a uh, organization called Triple X Church, um, and they made a a uh, I guess you call it a discount code um, uh, for us and for anybody who wants to join their uh, their small groups. So Triple X Church is actually a resource for people struggling with um, sex addiction and porn addiction and they made a, um, a discount code for any of you guys any of you finding airplane fans or anybody out there that listens to us um, you can uh, join one of their small groups online so there's a community online for uh, for the, that resource and you can do it for 30 days for one dollar and uh, that's if you use the code NEVERLAND, and it's all in capitals. So, um, yeah, nice. DM us if you guys are interested. Um, they made the they made that discount code for you guys. If anybody's out there struggling, I know I've struggled with porn and sex addiction for in my life. Um, it's kind of a consistent struggle that pops up all the time. So, um, yeah, you guys, if you guys have any questions about Triple X Church, or you want to figure, or you need help getting into the small group. Um, Hit me up. Let me know. Let me know. Um, it'd be really cool to see some of you guys in there. So I think they're a um, good organization helping out some people that are having a hard time with that, especially porn addiction is uh, rampant amongst uh, men. And it's probably more prevalent in the church than we would we would like to know. So Yeah, definitely. I think that's all my announcements. else you got anything uh no that's 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 good uh yeah good stuff to hear man um 
Uh, yeah. I don't have any, any announcements or anything. Cool. So you want to talk about the resurrection? Yeah. So Easter was, uh, when was it? Last week? I don't know. I don't really, I don't really celebrate it in that fashion. I suppose I, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I mean, I celebrate the event. I celebrate the uh, resurrection of Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, as far as uh, Easter, that's a different story. You know, it's just another holiday. What the, what the week. And stuff. Yeah, and apparently a bunny rabbit brings them to you and stuff. And, uh, I, was, uh, I was actually really surprised. Uh, it was like my first Easter since I got, since I was baptized last May. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I just had this like overwhelming feeling of just like joy and just like it felt like it was my birthday or something. And um, yeah. I was really excited to have that feeling of just like, oh, our king is alive. Our king is risen. Like, I felt like it was our, like, it was like my birthday or something. Like, <laughs> you know, I was just so excited. Yeah, man, dude. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I was, I was I really struck by that feeling of, like, I've always, like, been pretty excited with Easter before. And, like, we, I would go to church and stuff. But I never, I just was really surprised with how excited I felt my baptism so i thought that was i thought i would share that i thought that was really really cool heck yeah thanks dude yeah 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 it's a you know it's an amazing time to reflect on uh you know the fate of all humanity and uh yeah you know just taking account of the sacrifice that god did make sending his son you know it's john three sixteen, for god so loved the world he sent his only son uh, so that none should perish, but find eternal life. Uh, and, uh, you know, people get to take that whole verse, I think, and just kind of split it up into the parts they like. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, either way, Easter, you know, the, so the resurrection of Christ. And I guess, uh, you know, one of the things that, I've learned over the past few years um, is interesting stuff to me is, uh, you know, the proofs for the resurrection and, um, you know, some of the myths that surround it, you know, trying to explain it away and say it didn't happen. And, you know, just kind of unpacking some of those things that somebody, you know, who, who might be a critic of the faith would be, would say, you know, well, well they probably just stole his body, you know, um, uh, certain things like that and you know there's there's a you know there's there's theories all the way to the, he didn't really die he uh his body went into a catatonic state after he was crucified and he just laid there in that state for three days and then woke and then he woke up you know like which is rare you know but there's just so many things that you can just find right there in scripture that just disprove some of those you know, first look theories of like, well, maybe this is, you know, and uh, it, it always just, you know, uh, if anybody has any specific questions about any of them or has been, you know, thought about thought about it and said, I wonder, you know, how I can, you know, have more faith about this and stuff, uh, you know, definitely ask because I've, I've, you know, learned so much myself in the past few years, you know, um, you know, just a couple right job right off the bat that amazed me. Um, the you know, the theory that his body was stolen, um, it, it wouldn't have happened. Those, those Roman guards were there. 
Um, and uh, if they ever, you know, after after he was crucified, they were guarding it for a reason because they said they're going to come steal his body uh, and say that he resurrected and then uh, we'll never hear the end of this. So they knew they were going to lose their heads. And so when they did realize he was gone and they woke up and the angels were there, they freaked out and they ran away and said, we have to tell them that, uh, you know, somebody stole the body, you know, and, uh, you know, they knew they were going to lose their heads if, if they got caught, you know, and so they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have done it. So they were scared for their lives after, uh, they found out the tomb was empty and, uh, you know, just, uh, the, the catatonic state one is simply, you know, he, he was dead. You know, they didn't, the, <laughs> they were executioners. They knew what they were doing. They, they weren't going to not kill him. They weren't going to not make sure he was dead after sitting up there for six hours. Um, and, you know, then it comes, it talks about him being pierced through the side, you know, yeah. um, because they realized he was already dead. You know, they normally they break your legs so that you can asphyxiate faster and you can, die from asphyxiation uh and uh suffocation and uh you know he was already dead so they said that they stabbed him and blood and water came out and that's symbolic of you know the blood or the water you know to purify and cleanse us but uh the blood covers us and you know sanctifies us and uh saves it actually has the power to save us from sin um and things like that so um you know so those are some you know, theories that I've heard, you know, brought up and say, you know, cause it's just pretty astounding that this happened, you know, that somebody was in there for three days and then people saw him walking around after that, yeah. um, you know, over 500 people, it says, saw him, uh, when he resurrected that on that day, there was so many other people that were resurrected from the dead in that city and they were walking around and people saw them and they testified to it saying you know the graveyards were opened and people were walking around out here they shouldn't be alive and just crazy stuff like that man and um you know just uh you know i don't, I don't want to keep going on on a tangent with that but uh yeah, that's, that's just I was, you know I that's, like, i like the idea of, like if like Jesus didn't wasn't like didn't rise, like then what's the explanation for like the people that saw him afterwards and they're just a drastic change? Like somebody like Apostle Paul, like Apostle Paul saw Jesus. I mean, that was somebody who right his whole plan was to destroy anything that was Christian, right? And so yeah. He completely yeah. did like, 180. So I just like, yeah, absolutely. His life of how like he was just not not even close to the same that he was. And, um, no, so either he was like an insane man, yeah, and all all the other twelve or the other eleven, because I think John was the only one who wasn't murdered. Uh, the one who wrote, uh, I think that's the one who wrote Revelation. Honestly, I don't know, yeah. and had the vision and stuff, but. He's yeah. the only one that didn't get martyred for the faith, but all the other 11. Oh yeah. That's the other thing is they all, yeah. I mean, went to their death, like being yeah. like Jesus rose. Yeah. Pretty Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They went, they went and lived. I don't know how long after that Peter was crucified upside down because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified 
like Christ. So in his denial of Christ, when he felt so terrible about denying him three times, he was yeah. able to, he was able to suffer the same fate as his Messiah. And, you know, at, given that being an honor to him, he's like, I want to be, and they did, they crucified him upside down. So in all honesty, the upside down cross is a Christian symbol. Uh, if you want to take it that far and the devil stole that. So, you know, where, where do we get some of these things from and learn the history about, uh, you know, it's, it's not just they took the cross and inverted it. You know, there's some other meaning behind that too, um, which it was just an odd way of being, you know, martyred, but uh, he didn't feel worthy enough to be crucified like Christ, but he got to, you know, make peace, you know, in, in his last hour, you know, he got to make peace uh, with, I'm coming, you know, I, I did it right. You know, I, I, uh, I kept the faith and, uh, you know, cause that was their main fears when he was being crucified is there's not a record of them talking to Jesus or calling out to him. I think his, his mother and, uh, John were the only ones that came up to the cross and spoke to him. And that's yeah. when he said, uh, mother, behold your son and son, behold your mother. And he was talking yeah. about, you know, to, to, to love each other like that. And, uh, <sighs> And, and so you got to wonder the other 10, you know, people were all hiding in the crowd. Nobody could speak out because they were afraid they were going to get crucified. Also, people yeah. were recognizing them. You know, they, they went into hiding, basically. I don't know how many were even ac actually at the crucifixion. They probably ran, um, you know, but the ones who were looking from a distance knew they couldn't say anything new. Everybody knew they couldn't do anything about it. And, uh, you know. Uh, then you can you get into uh, so yeah they, they all went to their deaths with that faith and uh, you know why mm -hmm. would they do that you know uh, why why would somebody do that if especially if uh, you know from the beginning from the beginning starting with Jesus Christ their goal was to stamp out that it, they thought it was a rebellion that it was being led and they needed to stomp that out and Rome kind of caught on to that and said yeah we're gonna take part in that too and they didn't care it was just you know, squashing a rebellion, or they actually, they were scared they were going to have another rebellion when the rabbis uh, riled everybody up saying, you know, you're going to have unrest in the city if you don't crucify this man. And so they were like, you know, Pilate, not thinking probably was just like, I don't, you know, it's not my, my hands are clean. It's on you guys. And uh, just not thinking, he's like, well, at least, at least I'll shut them up. You know, I'll quell this other uprising. I don't want to have another, an actual uprising. Cause it was, it was just a lie, you know, Jesus was not leading a rebellion and uh, you know, but they were planning on doing one, you know, cause he was supposed to save them from Rome. You know, he was supposed to be yeah. the, the Messiah and, and uh, come in triumphantly and, and crush Rome. And uh, when he didn't, you know, they, they uh, were like, yeah, kill him. You know, he's, he's not the son of God. And then you get into when he's on the cross and people are just saying that, you know, they're asking him the same question that the devil asked Jesus when he went into the wilderness, if you're really God, you can, you can get yourself get off yourself. that cross, you know, you know, you can, and, and the devil attempted him in the desert uh, for 40 days. He has, he said, if you're God, tell these stones to become bread. So he's hearing the very words, the devil was using just yeah. hurled at him on in the, and just people saying, yeah, if he's really God, he, you know, he, he, he can come down from that cross. I have my Bible open right to that part. Uh, Go ahead, man. Yeah, it says. Um, what, what what verse is Mark, it? Mark fifteen twenty nine. Okay. Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging wagging their heads and saying, "Aha, 
You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Ah, uh, yeah. And those, those were the people that were talking to him when he was. Yeah. Hanging like that. And, and you know, they, they didn't know what they were saying, honestly, because he did that. Yeah. He made that prophecy about himself that, you know, he was going to destroy his, temp, his own temple, meaning his body. He was going to destroy it and then raise it again three days later. And that's what he was speaking about. And he, but he, pair, he, he, he pairs that with another prophecy saying, look at all these, look at this temple uh, and how big it is. Not one stone will be left on another. I tell you, one day it won't be left on another. And then he goes into, I'm going to destroy this temple and raise it again in three days. Yeah. So it was like a two-part zener yeah. where later on, I don't know when it got conquered, but Jerusalem, when the Romans got conquered, you know, the temple was destroyed and there was not one stone left on another stone. They took the stones because all the gold that was in the temple melted into the rocks after it was set on fire. So to get to the gold, you had to remove each stone to get to the pieces of gold and melt it in between uh, the pillars and the, and the different blocks. So yeah, every single okay. stone was ordered out of, you know, that wasn't already down was getting taken out of that temple. And that's why the temple is just not there anymore. You know, it just got removed, um, but they were, they were going for all that gold that melted in there. Um, so that's an interesting fact there too. And uh, just goes to show, you know, he, he did like a two part, uh, two-part prophecy there uh in front of his disciples of course they didn't know what he was saying and i didn't really look up too much of the old prophecies about the crucifixion but you know there's psalms uh which david wrote but they speak eerily and specifically to jesus yeah. you know crying out and saying why god why have you forsaken me and and things like that. And, and so yeah. these people who grew up with the Torah their entire lives, they've heard these psalms. They've heard these songs and they've recited them since they were little kids. They're hearing him quote this. And it's it's like a so realization cool. of. Yeah, it's cool. My Bible has a. It says where it says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It has a little. Uh, like quotations. It says Psalm, Psalm 22.1. So you can actually oh, see yeah, like, yeah. the cross reference. I really like that about this Bible. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, if you get a study Bible, you know, that you, you can get a lot of those references and stuff. Um, but, you know, it's, so I don't really have much of those uh, references, but I guess we, you know, we can talk about, you know, that some other, you know, it's just, it's just something to go research um, and, and just tell you, you know, that there are prophecies about the resurrection and how it was going to happen and how he was going to die. Um, there's prophecy about him being uh, speared through the side and blood and water coming out. And it's just uh, wild stuff, man. Um, and then the thing that most uh, like inspires me, I think, is how you know God was uh, portrayed in Scripture when this was happening, and how He looked down on Jesus. Uh, you know dying as in you know taking on the sin of the world and he looked upon him and it says it pleased him to crush him and you're like whoa you're like i don't know if people know what god they're worshiping here you know um it pleased him to crush him and in, in, in the last hours uh jesus is saying you know if you can take this cup away from me do it i don't want to yeah. go through with this you know and then he's saying why have you forsaken me 
And then at the end, he collapses after his last breath saying it is finished. And there's a big earthquake. You know, there's uh, a solar eclipse that comes comes over uh, the land. The whole land's in darkness. And uh, the most interesting thing about that, you know, I was just uh, listening to uh, a really cool uh, church uh, you guys should check out if you haven't already uh, been listening to it is uh, the Altar Fellowship on Spotify. And yeah. uh, they usually have uh, Manny Montgomery uh, used to be in an old metal band called For Today. Usually he's doing sermons on that, but, you know, I was just listening to it today and said, wow, that's really interesting information when he said, uh, you know, it's physically impossible for there to be a solar eclipse during After Passover or during yeah. Passover. Or, yeah, during, during the month of Passover. So, you know, how every month we have a different moon. Uh, it's that you know, uh, you know, Passover is always held every year after the first full moon, uh, or you know, the first it's the first full moon after the spring equinox is the month of Passover, and it's physically impossible for there to be, you know, as we know, our, our reality is physically impossible for the matter we know to take place at the same time. Um, so the sun was blotted out, you know, it, whether it was the moon that did cross in, into the path or not, it hasn't happened since. It, it hasn't, it never happened before that. And it hasn't happened since. Yeah. According to our, according to our seasons, you know, cause every year is the same. We have, we have moon charts for a reason. We can look at it when it's a half moon. We can, we can know when it's a new moon and uh, you know, certain things like that just intrigue me so much because you know, this is recorded down in other histories. Uh, you have uh, Phlegon, who, uh, this is more information I got from the altar, but uh, he he wrote something in uh, 137 AD, uh, which is, in he said, in the fourth year of the 202nd Olympiad in Rome, uh, which is 33 AD, that's when Jesus was crucified. Uh, yeah. They had a great eclipse and they had an earthquake that destroyed so many parts of the, uh, the town in um, the area of, uh, you know, like in Jerusalem and, and things like that. It was just so affected by it. And, you know, there's so much testimony outside of the Bible that talks about this event and how crazy it was. Um, you know, just, just how the, the sky darkened so much that you could see the stars and it was you know, the sixth hour of the day. So that means noon, right? Or I don't yeah. know what that means on a, on a clock back then or what, what, what that's talking about. But I think, I don't know if that's at noon on that day or what, but it says at the sixth hour, it got darker than, you know, it needed to be for you to see stars in the sky is how dark it got when the sun went away. So uh, pretty eerie, you know, just how God reacted to that event taking place and then you know you can read also too that you know the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom yeah. uh, when that earthquake took place and that 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 curtain is like i don't know how many inches or feet thick you know um you know you can't you can, it just doesn't rip you know it doesn't yeah. just do that because i don't care if you had an earthquake or not it just it just doesn't make sense yeah that's amazing
So, um, well, I guess, you know, I was, I was talking about the things surrounding the resurrection, um, but, uh, you know, I don't know what, what was, what, what was the other topic we were going to really touch on? Um, um, I said, uh, pro I said prophecy. Yeah, prophecy. Um, yeah, I guess just like the, in the, yeah, I don't, in the history of the event. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I should have looked that stuff up already, but I know it's, I think it, at, you know, Isaiah, um, it prophesies that, uh, you know, uh, the Messiah would be, uh, would be arrested and uh, that he would be beaten. And um, it says by, uh, by, our, by his stripes, uh, we were healed. And it's talking about the, stripes he received on his body from being whipped by the cat of nine tails which is just a, a a sickly weapon that they would use to torture people and had pieces of bone and glass in it that would rip your flesh from your bones it said they could count how many bones were in his body by the time they were done with him um you know just just so much vivid prof prophetic detail that talks about um you know how he's going to take away the sin of the entire world um through you know this he's going to become sin i mean this is all new testament ideas but he who knew no sin became sin so that we could uh know god i don't know what verse that is but um he had never sinned in his entire life and uh in that in that one moment god it said it pleased god to crush him for yeah. our you know, for our payment for our sins. And uh, you just got to wonder, it's like, man, I know, you know, did Jesus love us? Yes. As God, he loved us. Uh, did he want to go through with the event? And he didn't want to go through with it. He didn't want to have to experience it, but he was obedient to the father. Ultimately he loved the father and, you know, he, he was going to obey the father no matter what. And then, you know, we could go back to, uh, uh, you know, Abraham and when he was, uh, you know, it was like a model when, when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac, it was like a first model of this is how I'm going to, you know, deliver the entire world through your bloodline. It's yeah, be, I never thought know, of it that way. It was like a model where he told him to go up and he's going to sacrifice his son. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like thought of it as, you know how most people in the church talk about is like oh you know abraham was uh, that was like uh, the ultimate amount of faith was he was willing to kill his son um, but it's also yeah, like totally. it's also like more complicated than that you can see like this prophecy of, of yeah absolutely son jesus you know what a cool how cool is that yeah. It's just awesome, man. And 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 the other the the part of that story that really uh, just tops it off nice is, and the guy came down and said, "Don't you know? Don't do what you're about to do. Uh, you know, I, I I've seen your faith. I don't don't kill yourself." Then it says God provide provided. Uh, he, they looked over and there was a ram caught in a thorn bush, yeah. and God told them, "Go that get that animal." Uh, you know, slay it, and then you're going to burn that animal as an offering to me, and it'll be pleasing 
So they made a sacrifice in place of Isaac, much like Jesus made a sacrifice in place of us. And, you know, everybody during Passover, they would, they would come to Jerusalem to, uh, you know, make their sacrifices and they'd buy sacrifices, whether it was a lamb, whatever they could afford, honestly, because, you know, yeah. that's what it was based off of. You could get them if you could only afford a, a canary or something, you buy a little bird and you went in there and you broke his neck and then you gave it to the priest and the priest would drain the blood out and then you would make a sacrifice in your own way according to what uh you know but always to to uh this god and uh it was god saying on the feast of passover which you know um which everyone would normally be atoning for their sins with the animal sacrifices i'm doing the ultimate sacrifice the lamb of god comes yeah. to take away the sin of the world is what you know john the baptist said um because he was Jesus' cousin, but he knew prophecy and he knew better than anyone did. You know, he knew there was something special going on here and he knew prophecy and he was led by God to be out there preparing the way, you know, for Christ when, you know, when Christ arrived on the scene, basically. I don't know if they just weren't, you know, that close of a family. I don't know what, what was going on there, but basically, um, he knew enough prophecy and things to where when he saw Jesus coming towards him, he says, here comes the lamb, to, you know, who takes away the sin of the world. And yeah. that's of course, when he's like, you need to baptize me. And, and Jesus was like, no, you, you have to do me. You have to baptize me. It's I'm telling you, this is how it has to be. And then by doing that, he fulfilled another prophecy, which, you know, God came out, you know, came out of the sky and said, this is my son whom I love, uh, do what he says, you know, listen to him is what he told uh, everyone. And so can, can you imagine that for John the Baptist in that moment, just the culmination yeah. of your entire life being uh, a vagabond and just already being, you know, the, the one who prepares the way for the Lord, just being that punching bag and, uh, you know, ultimately, he and he he met his fate because uh, King Herod, uh, King Herod's daughter, asked to have him killed, and so he uh, delivered on that promise because yeah. he was uh, speaking out against them because they were in a adulterous marriage and things like that. And yeah. They were like, "We gotta shut it. We gotta shut him up." Um, and so, uh, but isn't it, just, isn't it all this stuff connects so nicely? Yeah, isn't it wild how many? people in the bible were used for like only like one thing they, they were only they only did <laughs> one thing but it was but it was just like transcendent and it was just like they were yeah somebody like john the baptist or somebody like uh like noah spent his entire life being obedient to god but like his glory didn't really come until he was like older and only his family got saved no, like, yeah. I, right. I just i, I I believe that's how God uses people is, you know, you, you might not be famous like your entire life, but if you're obedient to him, like something amazing is going to happen with you. Yeah, that, man. And this is, and I mean, yeah, cause you're only seeing like a, a bleep on the radar for these people's lives. A lot of times you're like, okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were all fishermen, but, or, you know, some of them are fishermen, but they're, they're in their, 30s or you know however old they are 
already, yeah. but you only see these bleeps. And Jesus himself doesn't come into the recorded history of the Bible as Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John tell it in the gospel uh, events until he was already after, over 30 years old, or maybe 30, as yeah. He, yeah, or 33 was when he died. But, you know, they don't start recording his miracles and things until he's like 30, you know, so it's like, um, man, you're right, though, man, because uh, you just see these little, these little bleeps. And, but this, this is the thing I was, that God just told me, honestly, he was like, you know, they were, they did extraordinary things for me, but they were ordinary people. Yeah. Just, just like, just like every one of us are, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't, in God's, in God's eyes, he said, you know, he says, I see the heart. I look past, uh, you know, flesh and bone, but I, and I, and I see truly be, uh, beneath all of that. And I know a person's heart and, uh, you know, could we be that person like David, you know, a man after God's own heart to be called that, you know, by, by mm -hmm. your God, you know, and just, uh, my, it's, it blows my mind, man. Cause every time I talk about it, I get, I get goosebumps and I start, you know, getting excited about, uh, Oh, did you hear this? And it's like, I can only think back to the disciples and how the dude, you know, the, the, the community me and you desire to, uh, to be a part of and to create and, and participate into, I feel like it can know, you know, it can be nothing else than like the early church was, uh, I bet you their relationships, they joked around, they, they loved each other so much that, you know, when Jesus appeared to uh, the two disciples that were walking on the road, uh, he was in disguise, basically, they couldn't tell who he was, they just thought he was a person, and he said, uh, you know, can I walk with you too, and the whole time he's sitting there, and they're, and, and, and you know, he's like, uh, you, you haven't heard about Jesus of Nazareth, uh, he died the other day, they crucified him. And Jesus was like, well, uh, tell me about him. And he, so he wanted yeah. to see what they were going to say. Yeah, no, that's he, great. And then, so he's, he's playing with them. He's playing with them. He's like, I want you. And so he's already resurrected, but they don't know it's him. And then he starts telling them, don't you, because they were just like, we thought he was going to be the Messiah. And then he died. And, then, and he started to, from the very beginning of the prophets and all the, old, you know, all the things that had been prophesied, he went down the list and told them, didn't you know he had to die to become, you know, uh, you know, the second this and this. And then when he finally, when he left their company, they, they got, they got to where they were going. Right. Which was the place where everybody was hiding out. And then uh, when they get there, they find out Jesus had appeared to the people there, walked through a wall or something. Cause he was just standing there and they were like, he's, he is resurrected. Mary Magdalene, you know, came back running yeah. and he's, he's alive. And they were all like, what the heck? And then he appears to him right there. And then they were telling themselves, didn't our hearts burn within us when we were walking on the trail, on the trail with him uh, as he spoke, you know, we just, we, we knew that was, I him, love how, you know, love how Mary Magdalene is basically like the first person to spread the gospel. Like Jesus uses. A yeah, woman. absolutely. Mm -hmm. That. And, and, and a woman that everyone in her life, at least was, telling her she was no better than being a prostitute or whatever yeah. she was doing, which was, you know, a sin. And so the religious leaders and everyone in, you know, of upstanding conduct and you know, whatnot didn't associate with people like her. And then you have Jesus. And that's one of the biggest criticisms they had of him was he, 
he's with sinners and tax collectors. And, uh, you know, he teaches his uh, disciples to, they don't have to wash their hands, you know, before they eat on the Sabbath and, or they pick grain on the Sabbath and stuff like that. And he just yeah. told them off every single time and said, you know, you brood of vipers, you, you, you make these laws and God didn't tell you to make them. You know, these are man-made traditions and you're holding it over these people like God made it a law. You know, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be judged more severely than Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, and they didn't like that, you know, it's like, oh, Sodom and Gomorrah, oh, this two cities he destroyed, you know, he said, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah will have more mercy on judgment day than some of you, and they were like, whoa, you know, and then you have somebody who actually takes that and comes to Jesus, uh, what was his name, uh, what was his name, it was this, this, it was one of the Pharisees that came to meet with him, and, uh, uh, night because he's kind of like sneaking off to meet with him and he asked him what what is truth or something um i forgot what his name was man but uh, is it, nicodemus? Can you hear me? it is nicodemus yeah it is so yeah nicodemus comes in uh and uh that's you know so he so he hears the truth and it and it actually pierces his heart enough to come ask him what do you mean by all these things you're saying and and are you the Messiah, you know, and just asking him those type of questions. And, you know, he's like, uh, you, you've already been told that, you know, you're, you, this was, this knowledge was not revealed to you by none other than my father in heaven. You know, you weren't, you didn't just come up with that on your own, that I'm the Messiah. So uh, he, he actually honored that uh, faith, I think, yeah. you know, so you just see it all over the place, man. And it's just, it's got, C.S. Lewis said it, it, it in this one way that, I never got over one time, I think, in the um, uh, near Christianity. He said Christianity has just enough weirdness about it that, uh, you know, it matches up with reality just, just about perfectly because reality is not cut and dry. And it's got a lot of weird stuff in our, in our, uh, in our world. And so you're like, wow, you know, this is, this is lining up so perfectly. You know, you can make up better stories than this, you know. Uh, this this the truth is actually stranger than than fiction yeah yeah like they say so and that's and that's something just just revel in man and just be like man this is our this is our faith and this is our god and you know he he was the god of the jews and he is you know he is the god of the universe and he saved the entire world through the jews and so that no one should perish and no one should should uh you know if we would just if we would accept that that sacrifice you know um and he you know jesus was like forgive them they don't know what they're doing you know as they were hurling insults at him and telling him you know if he was god he would he would save himself and uh even the even the other two prisoners on either side of him one of them was like if you're god save yourself and then save us also yeah and he you know and so one of them wanted you know to just he's he's asking jesus for things you know like save us you know save me Uh, yeah you know and and yeah exactly so save us and save my life and then the other one is like i've 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 uh committed this crime that deserves my punishment he's you know he said uh or he told the other the other uh guy he said we've we've We've, uh, you know, deserves deserve this. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he, you, but he doesn't. That's he, almost he like didn't that's do almost anything. Like, that's almost like prophetic to the. There's almost like two ways that Christians live. 
It is, dude. It is. What can God do for you? Yeah, what can God do for me? You know, prove yourself. Um, save me. And then there's this other guy. There's this other prisoner on the cross who's, who's, you know, basically repenting of his sins. And um, yeah, you know, he's he's uh, you know, he's, he's saying I deserve to be up here, but he doesn't. And he pleads with Jesus to. He says, you know, don't forget, don't forget about me. Jesus, you know, says, you know, you'll be with me in paradise. And so I really just, just when you were saying that, just kind of like, there's like, this is almost like yeah, this, this metaphor here of these two styles of, of Christianity. So I, I really enjoy you saying that. Well, thanks, dude. Uh, and now that you said that, it's making me think you're, you're, you're totally like, onto something there man because i don't hear people talk about it that much they just say oh yeah the two thieves one of them was you know one of them was uh you know content with his sin and uh insulted jesus and one of them was repentant but the way you just put it is totally uh fire because uh you know then jesus in 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 response to that uh see he hasn't died for his sins yet right so he hasn't even done and he's like wait a second i'm gonna i still got work to do I'm not going to die yet. Uh, he says, today you will see me in paradise. We will be in paradise together today. Yeah. And then, and then he dies a few hours later and they, they, and then the other two men, uh, they're not dead yet. So the Roman soldiers come and break their knees so that they can suffocate faster because it's taking yeah. too long. These guys won't die. They keep yeah. lifting themselves up because you know, you lift yourself up on your nail pierced feet and that's the only way you got air. And you would eventually get so exhausted you couldn't do that anymore, besides it being excruciatingly painful and passing yeah. out from it. But uh, Jesus was already dead before that. And when he said it is finished, and uh, you know, uh, but yeah, man, it's like in that moment, I see Jesus, Jesus's grace and mercy on like full in display. the last minutes, especially yeah. with somebody you know right next to him. Like that guy's yeah. that, that man's literally it, it was like it was like it, it is. It's especially like in the in the light of like Satan and what he's you know tried to gain over God's territory and the victories he's tried to gain, it was like a slap. It was like a am one shot, you know. Like it was like a slap in the face. Yeah. Like I'm I'm dying for the entire world, but I'm also thinking about this one person here that you're not going to take away from me. You're not going to take this one because he, you know, he. Uh, he's repented. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of mine now. It was like, as I'm going up for the jump, for the layup, I'm going to grab this guy, uh, you know, and I'm going to dunk the ball on the entire world after I save this one guy, because he's, you know, he needs to know that I, that I forgive him. And yeah. the fact that he as a, as God himself, the fact that all of this is recorded in scripture, um, man, and you don't have any other recording recordings of anyone talking to him while he was on the cross and it's probably because nobody did they were scared they were going to be arrested um, yeah you know all 11 of them probably hid you know and were run, on, on the run for their lives and then uh, they all lost their lives to the faith so uh you know they 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 actually said about christianity that uh i think it's recorded in the bible too the pharisees when they realized uh what had happened and everybody's saying oh he resurrected oh he resurrected they realized, oh, you know, this is going to be over. It, or actually, it was Nicodemus who said, uh, "If it's real, 
uh, you know, we have we have something to be worried about. If it's not real, it'll go away within a few months or something. We'll never hear about it again. And then, you know, he was kind of prophesying in his in his own uh, might by saying, if it's real, uh, it's gonna it's gonna turn into something big, and we can't stop it. If it's of God, it's gonna happen. And it turned out to be, you know, uh, the birth of the Christian faith. Um, and then Paul was one of the Pharisees set out to quench it, you know, Destroy uh, it. yeah, yeah to try crazy. to, you know, so, and so, and so Jesus is like, I'm going to take this one guy, this one man army who's got all his, you know, his, his guys with him, but this one person that Satan was going to use to destroy God's plan to save the Gentiles and save everyone, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hunt these people down. And he takes him and he flips him 180 degrees by blinding him on the road to Damascus. Uh, it, it's like God's just getting all these uh, 180 degree wins. Yeah. You know, every time you turn around a book, I mean, he's winning all over the Bible, man. But uh, you just see how much he's going to be glorified and everything else can fall to the wayside. It just does not matter what we think is going to happen. Or, you know, seven over 70% of prophecy has already come true. If you can yeah. just do some research on it. Uh, my guess is the other 30% is probably going to come true also. And that's going to be the worst part is seeing that come true. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I was just watching today, uh, you know, over in Sodom and Gomorrah in Israel, they're, 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 you know, excavating it for years now. I don't know how long, but they're starting to find like a lot of the bet, you know, a lot of terrible things for, uh, you know, the world to behold, but, you know, scorched bone, uh, fire yeah. and brimstone. And, you know, there's no brimstone only comes from volcanic ash and from the center of the earth. Uh, so brimstone, uh, it didn't get there any other way, but being flung from the heavens. And if it was a comet or a meteor or something like that from outer space, it wouldn't have, you know, uh, it wouldn't be, you know, brimstone. Brimstone is earth, is an earth, you know, it comes from the center of the earth. So they're finding all these things in that area. There's no volcanoes around there. There's no anything. And then there's this scorched piece of earth that used to hold two big cities there. And if you, if you read the story about Lot and them escaping it, you know, it was destroyed with fire and brimstone from, from heaven. And you just got to ask yourself, wow, this is crazy. And they're finding artifacts that are burnt. And just, they said, whatever happened here, because they can't explain what happened. There's all this, there's all this evidence here of a, of something that's never happened in the history of the world, anywhere else that, that they can't explain by a volcano, uh, you know, like the volcano disasters we've had in history or earthquakes, you know, can't really explain that by any natural means. Um, from what I can, from what I can, uh, deduce so yeah yeah good stuff man wow. i was i was thinking i was thinking of so many things during all that um now i can't remember um <laughs> that's how uh, that's how it goes man yeah <laughs> that's how it goes um there was there was something i wanted to touch on was john the baptist again we were we were talking about how he he goes down in history as being the one who pretty much introduces Jesus, right? 
And, mm -hmm. and I just, I love that idea that you were, you were saying about how he's using, how God uses like these ordinary people and they're just, they're not like famous or anything. They really only have like one moment in their lives that they're known for, but that one moment just is, is just incredible. And, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I, just, I was just kind of uh, struck back by when I was thinking of like like John the Baptist or uh, someone like yeah, uh, like uh, Noah and the disciples. Yeah, just these crazy stories of uh, fulfillment, you know, and just I guess I guess you know participating in God's will for their lives and. God's will for humanity. And you just got to realize that, I guess it's, you know, in today's modern church, you know, there's actually people that say things like we don't see miracles anymore. Or those were, you know, those happened back then, but they don't happen now. And yeah. we're blaspheming ourselves. We're blaspheming God. And we're just, uh, we're discounting his power. Every, every turn, everywhere you turn around, it's like, yeah, you know, you just accept, you just accept the uh, sacrifice that Christ made for you, but the power you don't need any power from it. You just need the salvation part. You know, you don't need power to stay, it's to stay holy or anything like that. You're going to do it on your own. You don't need God's power. You, you're going to do it on your own power, but you just say this prayer. And so we're just so twisted and the enemy's twisted our faith even where, yeah. you know, we underestimate God's, uh, God's energy that he puts into every detail of our entire lives. And these people were no different. Um, some of them were very pagan. Some of them were very sinful. Yeah. They didn't know they didn't know God until he came and, and asked them, you know, to turn to him or you know, you know, or forced them to do something, honestly, because sorry, you know, he forced Pharaoh to do what he wanted them to do. Uh and and they were really a pagan nation, you know, that, that God didn't uh you know let by easy. You know, he he took every one of their gods that they worshipped and made a mockery of it with the plagues that he sent on Egypt. The god of the sun, he was saying, here's your god of the sun. I blocked it out. I blacked it out. Here's your god of the Nile, the Nile River. He made it turn to blood and so forth. You know, the god of the crops and the harvesting, uh, you know, he basically slapped that one in the face with the locusts and the, and the, the god of healing that they had. They all got sick with boils and, and, and everything. And just uh, ultimately, God was saying when he took the firstborn child and the angel of death, you know, passed over the, the doorpost with the blood over it. He was saying, I'm also God of the, you know, the universe. I'm the true God because I have power to end life when I when I want to, when I want to, yeah. how I want to. And it was like all over the land the next morning, there was a great crying and wailing. And this is recorded in Egyptian history that this happened. Uh, you know, did they all get COVID, you know, that, that night or something? You know, everyone that didn't put blood over the doorpost, you know, they had a dead son in the house the next morning. And Pharaoh had a son, and his firstborn son was dead. And that's ultimately what God did. He broke his arm, basically, and said, you will, you will let my people go. Um, you're going, you're going, and then even then, you know, God had to uh, issue judgment on him, and then he was spared out of his whole army. He was the only one that survived the the parting of the Dead Sea when he enclosed it on the armies, and then he became, uh, he actually 
I didn't know this, but he became the leader of Nineveh, which was when Jonah went to go speak to them and get them to repent. And he remembered this God because he spared him to go on to lead this other nation. And through this Pharaoh, he ends up saving the, te- the city of, or the, you know, the country of Nineveh uh, just by saying, you know, the God of the Hebrews. And he said, oh, no, everybody, he's like, yes, we, we need to go put on sackcloth and ashes and everybody, you know, either worships this God or they're going to be put to death. You know, he made a decree about it and said, not, not, not a second time. You know, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, I know what, I know what comes with this. And uh, so through that, Jonah uh, saved that nation and the Pharaoh saved that nation from judgment. Honestly, ultimately he said, turn to me and worship me. And, uh, you know, because I've seen your ways and I'm going to uh, enact judgment on it. And it's just crazy to think that God was invested that much that he, you know, so- went through all of that. You were talking about uh, before, like people don't believe in uh, God's power. Miracles. Yeah, miracles. Yeah. And I was just listening to somebody, uh, one of my favorite pastors is John Bevere. I don't know. Have you heard of John Bevere before? I think uh, so. Yeah. He used to live in Colorado Springs. So I don't, you might have heard his name before. But okay. He yeah. Well. Served in a church uh, under Benny Hinn, Pastor Benny Hinn, who was pretty well-known like a huge mega church in Orlando and he was talking about how he's convinced that God called Benny Hinn to you know to heal people and Benny Hinn had these like you know mega church televangelist healing shows and he would like touch people and people would get healed and um yeah you know and it was it was kind of hard to believe that some of these were were even real or if he was like I know you know it's like so like you know i don't know that's a whole nother conversation but yeah definitely so was but, a mega church guy but john bevere served under him and he was convinced that god gave him just a little bit like even like a symbol of his power and benny hen just you know abused it like so you know turned it into this mega oh, church yeah buying like lavish you know you know uh planes and started preaching the prosperity gospel and I, I just think that's yeah. just something that that can happen with um, if we're not. Oh, it can. If we don't fear God, like he can, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, call ordinary people and bless ordinary people, and um, you know, it's kind of our responsibility to um, yeah, it, it's our kind, it's our responsibility to uh, you know follow His plan and so many people uh didn't do that and they you know you know made yeah the reputation of christianity so so bad and i think that's why people run away from the church and, and stuff like that but i just think oh, it was yeah. so interesting that he was talking about that um yeah that, that might be true it's uh you know i just i know when they were uh jesus said you know many will say to me you know, didn't we sing and dance in your presence or, you know, didn't we cast out demons and didn't, so he's telling them you were able to do miracles, you know, you were able to, I gave you the power to do these things to to save people and, you know, but I never knew you still, so yes, it's like God's going to give us this power, 
but we can abuse it. And I'm thinking to myself, man, how many people have the evidence of holiness, but they're dead inside? How many people have, you know, uh, and, but they're, you know, secretly leading everyone, you know, not secretly if your eyes are open, but, you know, having the appearance of godliness, as it says, I think, I don't know where this is from, but uh, being, oh, yeah, he, he told the Pharisees that they were whitewashed tombs. And meaning, you know, you had a nice appearance on the outside, all white but on the inside you're full of dead man's bones and all the decaying things and uh just saying you put on this out ulterior you know outer uh you know show for everyone but god sees the heart and ultimately you feel in your spirit you know for believers that are you know that are really pressing in and seeking god you know you you know and that's why it's important for us to talk about it with each other and just say hey you, you know that feeling you get when you know God's telling you to do something, but you don't do it, or you do something you know God told you you shouldn't do, and we can all relate to that. You know, we can all say, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's read about how other people dealt with it too," and <laughs> and you just see like this just miraculous uh, gospel that's from you know we have the gospels in the New Testament, but it started in Genesis and it ends in Revelation. All the beautiful cross references and, and things i think the gospel has been there since uh the first chapter of genesis when it says let us make man when, who's the us who's the we you know who's the plurality here you know uh of god and you gotta say you're gonna think wow you, you know they're showing us jesus in in genesis right here they're saying you know the, the son the son yeah uh god the son you know you have god the father and god the son and you're just like, wow. And then you have the Holy Spirit. But, wow. <laughs> I really like our conversation tonight. I think we're running out of we're running out of time tonight. Oh, we got time, man. <laughs> um, I really that was really good. I really appreciate anybody who's listening. Um yeah. Um my phone's blowing up. I don't know why. We gotta, uh, we're, we gotta get some guests on here soon, man. Yeah, um, we'll get some guests. Anybody, um, anybody who's interested in coming on, you know, we're gonna the DM us. Um, if you're a pastor, if you're listening to this, if you're a pastor or, or work in ministry or anything like that, we'd love to have anybody like that on as well. That'd be epic. And uh, I know we're gonna have Adam back on sometime, um, but you might have uh, Tim coming next week you think or uh and then I'm, I'm looking to get uh uh my rabbi who's in uh colorado out here to on here too but he's moving currently so yeah uh we're yeah, waiting we for him to be done with 10, all that 10 people that might be coming on but him um, yeah if you're interested in coming on just okay we'd love to have a conversation okay okay oh, okay okay well that's what i'm talking about buddy that's what i'm talking about next week i guess um we can, we'll be doing it again next week so yeah man Buddy, yeah uh, i enjoyed it man yeah this was good um i don't think anybody commented uh, i'll probably get it later <laughs> like later on yeah who knows um yeah you guys uh thank you guys for listening um Right. Yeah, thank you guys. It, it was fun. We appreciate it. Till next week. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. All right. All right. See you, buddy. Have a good weekend. I see you, man. All right. You too.